Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 75. We have a special guest in this evening. We have Josh Carr, videographer extraordinaire and uh, hiking enthusiast. Thanks for coming in, Josh. Thank you. It's uh, very great to be here. Yeah, we're uh, big fans of your videos and I think they do a great job in kind of visualizing what some of the, the great hikes we have in Australia are all about. Thank you. So, just want to give us uh, a bit of an introduction on kind of who you are, what you do, and kind of your love for hiking. Um, yeah, so I work out um, in a little gold mine out in the Wheatbelt of Western Australia. I've been there for about a little over four years now. Um, and yeah, just work a standard eight days on, six days off roster. And pretty much on those six days off, I try to get out and do as much hiking as I can, um, especially in the last year or so. Awesome. And so prior to that, you worked as a professional videographer, is that right? Um, I wouldn't really call it uh, professional by no means, but um, I suppose to give you a little bit of a background, I ended up quitting my uh, geology aspirations. Um, I'd finished my degree in about 2013-14 and uh, did a year up north as everyone does when they get a degree in some <laughs> mining related field yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah so I did about a year's worth of that and then I realised I actually did not like it at all um, so that was a pretty hard pill to swallow but mm. um, ended up getting a job back in Western Australia um, just as like a meterator um, so that was a very interesting job I was also cutting off people's gas supply because they didn't pay their bills so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely met some very interesting people there but um, yeah I think it was around that time I almost had like a little mid-20s early 20s sort of life crisis I was wondering what the hell I was going to do with my life mm. um, and for some unknown reason I just decided to buy a drone and yeah that pretty much just uh, spurred um, just absolute love for videography and photography and uh, yeah long story short I started posting some photos and videos around the wheat belt um, some cockies or farmers started reaching out to me want some photos done then eventually that snowballed to actual uh, companies and tourism boards reaching out wanting some videos done um, but yeah just it just got a little bit too much for me in the end I'd been doing it for about six months straight just um, always on my break and all the time after work doing my 12 hour shift I'd go back into my donga and then smash on the keyboard for another three four hours doing ed editing um, and yeah I think I just got really really burnt out and didn't enjoy it um, as much anymore and so mm. yeah I just decided to go cold turkey with it and call it quits. Excellent but you were getting paid so professional is, is the term. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you can call it that yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, kind of a bit of a moot point on this next question, but uh, what made you give that up and then switch over to hiking after you had a bit of a break from the professional stuff? Yeah, so I knew that I wanted to do something to do with uh, related to filmmaking and going down, down that path of YouTube, but I didn't really know what aspect I wanted to go down. And after I decided to throw the towel in with uh, the job, um, well, the, the side hobby that I was kind of doing, um, yeah, I kind of just fell into hiking when I was over in Europe, um, hiking with my partner and her sister. 
and then a couple of mates came over later on in the trip um, and yeah we're going through the Austrian Alps and I just said to myself man I've got to do more of this when I get back home so yeah that's kind of where my love for hiking really came from and was it a bit of a downer going from the Austrian Alps to WA? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Australia's uh, definitely very, very flat compared to over in Europe. So, but yeah, yeah it had me hooked uh, when I was over there. That's for sure. Awesome. Um, so, how do you balance, I guess, the you know the FIFO life with the hiking and and all the videography work that you're doing? Yeah, it's it's definitely a juggle and I'm still trying to work that juggle out but at the moment I work Friday to Friday um, which if anyone works FIFO they would probably think that as a pretty rubbish roster and not many people like doing that but I've actually started to realise it's uh, semi-working okay for me because I knock off um, 6pm on Friday, I usually get home and then I've usually got like Saturday or Sunday somewhat reserved for social activities and yeah that usually gives me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to try get out on the trail but I have been known to uh, get home and then pretty much jump straight on the plane so I'll spend <laughs> <laughs> I'll spend uh, yeah, maybe two days out of three weeks um, at home so yeah it's it definitely it's it's definitely a juggling process that I'm still working on yeah How, so what's the most hectic you've done like going straight from and then back to work have you done anything like that um, yeah so pretty much I yeah, knock home, get home at about 6pm on a Friday night and then the Tasmanian direct flights are about 10 o'clock on Saturday morning so that's when I jump on there and then uh, yeah, fly back home Thursday, usually get back about 9pm and then on Friday I'm on the bus at uh, 5.30 in the morning so <laughs> it doesn't leave much time. Right. Yeah. I take it you're not doing like a desk jockey position out of the coal mine. Uh, well, it's half and half, yeah, so oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't That's do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the response been to the, the change to the hiking videos and have any particular posts done like a lot better than expected? Yeah, so when I decided that I was going to go down the hiking path, I knew my current sort of following that I'd built up on the Facebook group. It had about 1,500 followers at the time, and I knew straight off the bat that um, no one was really going to be interested in it. A lot of the people that had followed that page were all just farmers and stuff out in the wheat belt. So completely different niches, and I wasn't expecting too much, but... I did throw a post up there and I got a few people saying some positive comments but um, yeah, after that I just really caught it quits and didn't think too much more of it. Um, but in terms of uh, popular posts, um, yeah, there was one that was actually quite recent. Um, I was hiking the walls of Jerusalem and um, ended up uh, yeah, taking a little, little video of a platypus that I saw. So yeah, I threw that up on Instagram and TikTok and they both got a million views on each platform. So oh, wow. yeah, that uh, absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is, wow. Yeah, but I've, I've also had a, uh, a viral video that uh, was right when I started my uh, drone sort of adventures. And if anyone's versed in the CASA sort of rules, uh, which is the Civil Aviation Safety Authority, and they look after all drones, um, I was uh, I knew that it was illegal, but I thought I might be able to get away with it. Uh, <laughs> bad mistake. But uh, yeah, one of, one of the bowling managers wanted me to go down and just take some video of an event that they had down there. And essentially what it was, was must have been about 50 or 60 people 
they just lie on the outskirts of the bowling green and they chuck the little, little kitty in the middle of the bowling green. Um, and then on the count of three, everyone bowls their bowl and they try to get to the closest uh, to the kitty. Whoever wins gets two, three hundred bucks. And um, I had my drone positioned right up on top of where that was. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I looked back on the footage and it looked absolutely unreal. Um, like the shadows were so pronounced on everyone. It just looked, just didn't look real. It looked like an animation or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I threw it up on my Facebook page thinking nothing would be of it. And it went absolutely viral. It was the front page of Reddit and all these news corps were posting it all on their Facebook pages. <laughs> And then uh, it was about 24 hours later, um, I got a phone call from Casa. I have no idea how they got my phone number. Mm. But um, yeah, he just he was really, really nice about it, but just said, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of complaints about this and it's highly illegal. <laughs> um, so yeah, that What's was... What's the reason it's illegal? Well, you're not meant to fly within 30 meters vertically of someone. Mm. Um, and obviously, I was right on top of about 60 people. So yeah, that was a big no-no. Um, but yeah, he pretty much he was pretty cool about it, just gave me a slap on the wrist. But that was my first introduction with not what to post on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. yeah. I think there's a few drone like amateur drone users out there that could uh, do with a brushing up of the castle rules. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, how much work goes into a video? So, I mean, how long are the is the average video that you do, and how much work goes into that much of footage? It's it's a little little bit. Um, I would say, on an average video, just for the editing portion, it would be minimum twenty hours. So yeah, obviously that varies depending on how long the hike is. Um, if it's longer, it's obviously going to be a shorter edit or longer edit. Sorry, mm. and if it's shorter, it's going to be a little bit shorter. But um, yeah, it's definitely definitely not a short process, but one that I really enjoy doing. So it doesn't worry me at all how long it takes. Mm. And when you go out and do, do the actual hike, I notice sometimes the cameras you know set up <laughs> so you walk past it. So you're kind of walking the trail a few times I guess to get that shot yeah yeah some you, I suppose you could say that but really in the big scheme of things it's it's not much I, I tried get the really nice scenic shot you know and obviously the trail is not always going to be looking absolutely pristine so yeah I try to just get the nice shot and that's it yeah I think it was one of your videos the one out to Helena campsite where you had a mate with you and he kept poking fun at you <laughs> <laughs> how far you have to like set the camera up go back uh, do the walk and then go get the camera. Yes, yes, yep. And uh, yeah, after that, he's funnily enough started to be in in the videos because um, yeah, he wanted some footage of him doing the hike as well. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always good having a model. I try and get my mate Aaron in as many as I can. Yes, just, yeah. uh, just to get a, like a figure there. Otherwise, I would have to do it. And no thanks. <laughs> yes. We'll have to say your guys' modelling career is looking very swell at the moment with uh, feet yeah. hike. <laughs> <laughs> They're really using all those photos. <laughs> yeah. Actually, someone had a cool joke today. He called us a super model, as in uh, the soup. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that was, that was quite clever. Um, so where do you see vlogging fitting into the, the information ecosystem for trails compared to like the databases like uh, Trails WA or even our websites and also like the audio formats like this podcast? So yeah, my personal opinion is that video is going to be absolutely huge in the next years to come and I think we're really starting to see 
the effects of that. We're right at the tip of the iceberg at the moment. Obviously, you've got TikTok that's absolutely exploded in the last couple of years. And you've got Instagram that are following suite with Reels. You've got Snapchat doing a similar thing. And YouTube have also started YouTube Shorts. So I think the fact that you've got these massive companies all trying to compete for this one sort of space, to me, just indicates um, how much growth they think there is for that sort of area so yeah my personal opinion is that uh, video is the way of the future um yeah that's i, I think it's, it's absolutely going to be huge i think definitely with like the professional style videos like yourself giving people like this is what it's actually like out there um it's kind of i know it's an easier medium to connect with because you watch a a 10 minute video and you know what to expect whereas sometimes you read our posts or you listen to us and it's I can kind of connect that photo to where I'm going but like having a lot of photos um, together in the video format kind of helps yeah absolutely like I know when I'm doing the uh, very minimal research that I do when I'm looking at a trail um, first source is straight to go to, to YouTube and actually plug it in and see firsthand what sort of footage is out there and see what the trail is um but yeah other than that you're reading off of blog posts and photos um which they're they're very good but i think just video adds a whole another element to it Mm. so how do you plan out your adventures and how much planning goes into taking the drone with you you know there's i guess a lot of things you have to think about like the battery charging it's extra weight that you're carrying compared to someone just normally hiking so how does that all you know, how does that fit into the planning? Yeah, so for me, it's uh, I barely even need to think about it. I don't go out on hikes without my camera gear. So to me, if I'm going out hiking, I'm going to be bringing my camera gear. Um, but yeah, it definitely does add a bit of weight. I think all of my camera gear in total is five and a half kilos. So wow. yeah, it definitely adds a few kilos on. Um, I don't know, I, I normally have like uh, just the standard batteries. So I've got two camera batteries that I'll usually take with me. One battery normally lasts me a full day, so I can usually get three days of filming out of that. I usually take a 20,000 milliamp power bank with me as well, so I can get a couple of phone charges and maybe a extra charge on the main camera as well. Um, drone batteries, I try to be really, really conservative with. I know what shot I have in mind and what I want to get. And um, obviously, well, you probably only get about 20 minutes tots with a drone um, per battery. And I had four, but I've lost one. So now I've only got three batteries. Um, so yeah, you're looking at 60 minutes tops worth of flight time. And when you're doing something like the Cape to Cape, which I was fortunate because I stayed in an Airbnb and I could charge them. But yeah, you really have to uh, choose which shots you're going to do and when to put the drone up. Mm. I was looking at your recent um, A video and you walked through one of the shots. I looked at your pack, I was like, where, where's all the camera gear? Like, <laughs> that's smaller than my pack, and like, yeah, I barely fit everything that I needed. Yeah, the the Tasmanian hikes, my pack has been very minimal because obviously I'm not lugging around a drone because they're strict with the laws over there. Um, so that's about two and a half kilos saved in weight there. But mm. um, yeah, obviously it does take a bit of space up in your backpack. But yeah, that's what I love doing. So yeah, cool. awesome. And with your six days off, um, it kind of, I suppose, it limits you to where you can go. Like you can't do a two-week adventure unless you take annual leave. So how do you select destinations to go to? 
And is it based on what you think might be popular for the YouTube channel or is it more for pleasure? It's definitely a mixture of both. I think they almost go hand in hand for me. Like I wanted to go do the trails that look absolutely spectacular and I think obviously it's YouTube is going to be the, the, a good platform to show those scenic locations off. Um, so yeah, for me, they kind of really go hand in hand. And kind of when you run out of like the super duper popular like wow trails, um, do you have any plans to do something that's a bit off kilter or a bit shorter? <laughs> that is something I'll think about down the track, but um, there's still a lot of trails that I still want to do and I know that are out there. So. I'll get to that stage, uh, yeah, when it happens. Yeah, because I mean, you're mainly doing WA and Tassie hikes, but I suppose you've got Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland. Yeah. If they eventually, or I suppose they've just opened up the border to New Zealand, so. Yeah, that's a big reason why I haven't gone to those states yet, is obviously um, the question marks around whether getting back to Western Australia. So mm. that's why I haven't gone to Victoria and New South Wales so much, but I'm hoping to potentially go to Queensland um, in a couple of weeks' time. So mm. we'll see. Yeah. There's a lot to do on the East Coast, so you know, I think you'll, it'll, it'll be a long time before you run out of things to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at doing the Thorsburn Trail, but that seems to be booked out like at least six months in advance, so yeah. I was pretty bummed to find that out, because that looks absolutely stunning. So I've booked in for this year, I booked it literally a year in advance. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and we couldn't even get the dates that I wanted, we had to go with the second best dates. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to do that then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, you know, Mark and I really love the reflective and laid back tone to your videos. And I feel like there's a real earnest and like real love in the video. Like I really feel like you convey, um, you know, a real actual respect for nature and love for it. How do you balance wanting to produce the style of videos that you do produce? And then also, you know, there's, I guess there's, there's always the lure of something that's a bit more clickbaity. How do you balance those things out? Yeah, it's a very hard thing. Like, obviously, I want to get those clicks on my YouTube channel, and I think a lot of that has to do with creating a good thumbnail and a good title. But I think slowly, I think the YouTube algorithm and people are starting to realize that clickbait does not really get you anywhere. And I think it just takes time to build up that sort of audience. Mm. So if I just keep doing what I'm doing, um, even if it takes years and years, you know, I think the audience will slowly grow. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a time thing. That's all I reckon it is. Because mm. I think that clickbait will get you like those viral one-off things, but it doesn't give you a sustained viewership. Ab absolutely, yeah. I, I found that with my platypus video. You know, I've, I went from about 400 followers on my Instagram to 3,000 in like almost a week. And mm. um, even when I post uh, like a story or something, you'll see like a thousand people have viewed it. And then I'll still only get the same response rate that I was getting with only 400 people, you know. So I yeah. think it, it really is, um, yeah, if, if your video goes viral, um, it only brings so much uh, to, your, to your channel. Mm. Yeah, I think with like, across social media, just with algorithm changes and kind of a saturation, there's so much content out there. I think if you produce a good quality product, people will go and find you rather than wait for the content to, to come in. Yeah. So I know the YouTube channels that I follow, I do subscribe and then hit the notification bell. I know that's something that every channel says you should do, but for the ones I really enjoy, I think it's it's good to have that option. Absolutely. I'm, I'm exactly the same when, when I jump on YouTube. I 
it'll take me like a few videos of watching one channel before I even think about subscribing to that person. So I think if if a creator can build up a whole backlog of videos, um, that's the largest part of getting someone to hit that subscribe button, you know. So I think, yeah, it all comes down to having that library of content there and ready for people to click. Yeah. I guess we must congratulate you on uh, monetizing your YouTube channel just yes. recently. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, definitely not rolling in much money, but <laughs> it was a big milestone for me. I think uh, last last month I earned twenty dollars, so yeah. that was huge. Was a couple of Subway uh, meals. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's been some of the highlights of your adventures? And do you have any like super duper favorite spots that you visited? Yeah, so I've, I've had a few highlights. Obviously, uh, the thing that first got me into hiking was over in Europe. Switzerland um, absolutely blew my mind. Like That literally just looks like something out of a movie. And then the same with Austria. But more home-based, I would say the Murchison Gorge Walk. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, the fact that it's so seemingly unknown and there's hardly any information about that me and my mate pretty much had that whole trail to ourselves and yeah that was really really special so I really enjoyed that um, and then yeah I suppose the other highlight was actually seeing a platypus because I've never seen one of those in my life before so yeah that was a huge huge highlight and um, I, I really really enjoyed doing the walls of Jerusalem pretty much just because of that reason. Mm. Yeah, certainly your face when you uh, look at the camera, you're like, oh my God, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when I first saw the platypus, I actually sort of caught it on camera, but I didn't get my facial expression on it. Mm. And it uh, swam up and plonked itself right on top of a rock, maybe three or four meters away from me. And I kind of cursed a little bit loud and I uh, just uh, like scudded away. I was like, oh no, I've lost my opportunity. <laughs> but it, it was only, it only swam a couple of meters away. So that's when I managed to get that video. So yeah. Nice. So, you know, with all the gear that you're carrying, is there anything that is your favorite that's like the secret weapon? I have a real soft spot for my drone. Oh, I absolutely love that thing. Obviously, that's the thing that got me into videography and photography in the first place. So, mm. yeah, I absolutely love the drone. I've got way too many of them at home. <laughs> some work, some do. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the drone, I think, just adds a no whole other aspect to videos. And I think just getting that really uh, scenic kind of experience up in the air that you can't get otherwise um, just adds that whole another kind of experience for the viewer and I know you're not the biggest fan of them Donovan but <laughs> <laughs> I really really enjoy drones yeah. it's it's more so my, my reasons are two one is that they can be bloody annoying um, especially like in some places where like you know it's really pristine and you just hear this yes <laughs> um, and then the other thing is sometimes I feel that um, the way it can be used, it doesn't represent what you actually see on the trail. Those are the reasons that I kind of don't always love them. But but I do think that they make everything look great. Like there's some sometimes where I look at, you know, someone's filmed something with a drone in an area that I thought was not that special. And with a drone, it looks awesome. Mm. You know, like it really can sometimes heighten the experience. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um when I try to do my videos, I try to capture the ground footage as well as the aerial footage, so the viewer will get both sort of uh, views of that. But um, yeah, with the uh, drone making some noise, I personally am very self-conscious uh, about that. I 
I personally don't like drones hovering around and making noise um, when I'm doing like hikes and that. So yeah, I, I feel like I'm very self-conscious about that. And I try do my shot, get it up, and yeah, put it back down as quick as possible for that reason. Mm. Cool. I think it's like the pro guys like you that are they're always aware of that. Where it's the amateur people who's like, oh, I've got some spare cash. I'll go buy a drone, and they're down at like Kuji, and there's hundreds of people around, and they're trying to fly their drone that give you a bad name which i was like that at the start i will admit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. but i mean i think you've done really well with like i really enjoyed your tasmania videos you said like you know you can't bring the drone but like you've you've made it you know really engaging without having that extra layer yeah i, I kind of enjoyed the challenge to be honest like i thought oh it's a real bummer that i can't take my drone but i think it's yeah really challenged me to add that kind of perspective without having the drone because I seem to rely on it so much for that epic sort of footage with the real nice music against the background. Um, so, yeah, I, I really thought that was a nice challenge to actually undertake. And, yeah, it, it has actually given me like a second thought about taking my drone on some trips. But um, obviously, if I can take the drone, I will take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it adds a nice like punctuation mark to a video, especially you said with the music rising and then you kind of... Yeah, so with the YouTube channel and kind of your adventures what are the plans for the future I'll be honest I don't have too many plans I'm just going to try keep on doing what I'm currently doing um, and that is trying to punch out as much multi-day hikes that I can the one main goal that I have for this year is I really want to do the Larry Pinto Trail so if I can knock that out, um, I'll be absolutely wrapped. But in terms of long-term goals, um, the main thing that I have had stewing in the back of my mind, I'd actually love to create a book. So maybe in like four or five years, however long it takes me, um, once I've got a lot of multi-day hikes under my belt, um, yeah, I would love to lay that all out in a book. You know, just do like a one or two page spread, bit of a write-up and a couple of photos, but also add a QR code down the bottom. And then if someone wants like a more immersive experience, they can just whack their phone out, scan the code, and up will pop one of my videos. So, yeah, that's a really uh, long-term goal, whether or not that happens. Uh, yeah, only time will tell, I guess. Nice. That's awesome. So recently, semi-related, but I played a board game that had a QR code in the book, and it was felt really immersive to have that you know, like when you're reading the rules and suddenly this video pops up and you can watch that. Like, I think that's a really cool idea um, with with books to have that interactivity with the with the QR codes in there. Yeah, I really think it just adds a whole other experience for, for the user, you know. So, yeah, it's something I thought about and I would like to implement one day. Yeah, awesome idea. Nice. We'll have to have you back on when you're uh, going, just before you're about to go on your book tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much, Josh, for coming on. We've uh, yeah been a big fan of your work for the past couple of years, and it's it's great to see kind of the hiking trails that we enjoy being given like a, a professional kind of experience. It's been fantastic. Yeah. No, oh, it's really been my pleasure. Obviously, I've uh, found a lot of my hikes through you guys, so to actually be on the pod, um, yeah, it's really really special, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help us to reach an audience, especially those who are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. 
If you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com or contact us through our social media channels. Thanks again, and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you.